Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And I'm your other host, Jeremy Deschner. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes. Booze. Japan in the news. Hi, Kampai, Jeremy. And to all our faders. Hi, Kampai. Welcome back, faders. We got a bunch of cool shit to talk about today. Mmm. Indeed, we do for episode number what 714? 714, 714, sir. 714, 714. Is there something magical or satanic about that number? 714. Oh. It seems strange. 714. Both. Both, really? It, yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Ooh, magic, spooky. Hey, it's almost October. <laughs> Halloween and, time. Uh, gonna, my favorite time of yeah, year. It is mine too. And uh, let's talk about Halloween when it gets closer to Halloween. I, I don't want to like, you know, and jump the gun or anything. So okay, George. I mean, if, we talk about, if we talk about Halloween now, we've got nothing to talk about for the three episodes before Halloween. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So let's save it. Let's save it. Uh, oh, but there is so much to talk about faders. Um, yes. Uh, as you may have guessed, we did have creep fest last weekend. And uh, yes, that was absolutely fantastic faders. Creep fest was phenomenal. Now I, I know there's parties every single weekend. In fact, in Tokyo and in Fukuoka and Osaka and many other parts of Japan, every single night, something's going on. It's a country that's alive with action, right? But creep fest only happens once a year and creep fest happened last week. And it was absolutely spectacular. And I got to say, one of the reasons why I love and I can never leave Japan is because the music scene here is just so good. It's yes. so alive. The musicians are just so professional, so into it. They give everything they got when they go on stage. And it doesn't matter if there's two people in the audience or 200 or 2000. Every single Japanese band, especially in the underground scene, is full on, dude. It is a full metal jacket, dude. It is fucking great. I absolutely love it. And I had the best of times last Saturday. And oh my gosh. And I just want to give a shout out to every single band that performed. I'm just going to do that for a second. Just just bear with me while I pull this up. <clears throat> okay. In order of appearance, there was Emo. There was uh, Crystal Clabby. There was Hyun Band, and I'm so sorry if I'm bastardizing your your the names of your bands. Uh, there's Emily Pemley, Aztec Brides, Nowheres, One Star Consolation, Marla, Creep Down, Viawat, Sun Goes Down, and Spism. And I gotta say, those guys, every single band did an amazing job. It was fantastic. And if faders, you want to see the show, you can go into uh, the Got Faded Japan Facebook page. You can go into just go into the Got Faded Japan Facebook page and find us there. There's a link up there that has like the whole performance is also on our YouTube. Actually, the whole thing's on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and watch it there. That's where you should watch it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. And uh, something also about YouTube, John, what, 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 there's something about a number, another number, not 714, but another number that's kind of special. What, what, what's oh, going on? I remember we have currently 599 subscribers. 599. Five. We are one away from 600. Our Boom. Goal, our goal this year is to get 1,000. Or as close as possible within a year. We started this year off with 100, and now we've got 599. Who's going to be our 600th person? Who's going to be our 600th person? Could it be you? Could Could it be your friend? 
Who could it be your dog? Could it be your cat? Could it be your mom? Could it be Ooh, your neighbor? Could it be your boss? Your mom? Who, who could it be now? Who could it be now? Yeah, who could it be? So yes, yes, yes. Um, once again, Creep Fest was fantastic, and my only regret was that I, I was working the door the whole time, and there were so many people coming and going, and so much to keep track of, and uh, I was taking care of the, all the cash and so many other things that I had no time to eat dinner or take any breaks. But I got tons of free drinks tons of free shots and by the end i think i was a little bit too loaded not in a bad way i wasn't like like all messed up or whatever but i was just like oh dude i'm kind of drunk i don't want to be this drunk right now no there's still the after party which i did go to i went to the after party but i was kind of drunk so i was just kind of sitting there and hanging out just kind of like mellow with like a couple of friends or whatever but yeah man which was cool which is cool but yeah i, I think i drank a little bit too much oh so sue me it's got fitted japan and i'm johnny this is what i do but anyway yeah great times and faders one thing that i want to tell you okay all right if you're in Japan and you're looking for something to do, or if you're coming to Japan and you want to know of something cool to do, there's a couple of places where you can go on the internet, okay? One place, of course, is uh, Tokyo Cheapo. They're great. Their website's absolutely fantastic. There's Metropolis. You can go to Metropolis. You can go to uh, Tokyo Gig Guide. Tokyo Gig Guide's really good. It's really old. And just recently, they've been actually like uh, putting a lot of energy and recirculating it and, and really making it great. So those are three of the main places where you can go. Oh, there's also More Than Music. More Than Music's absolutely fantastic. Those guys are great. Uh, the organizer, Jocelyn's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, my events, AMP, AMP. If you go to AMP on Facebook, amp tokyo amp events uh yeah i'm there too and i've got events happening maybe twice maybe usually about twice a month or whatever but uh yeah in, in my opinion those are the best places to go to find something cool to do or some cool music here in japan and if you're not into rock and roll or punk rock or hardcore that's totally cool because they also have like lots of like uh, events for hip-hop and jazz and swing and all sorts of cool stuff and then and if you go to like a real cool event i'm sure you're gonna make a lot of great friends because the one thing that I saw at Creep Fest was a lot of people were mingling and socializing and just having a great time and buying shots. I mean, God, what's up with shots again? Shots are back. Shots are big. And that's what messed me up. But yeah, everybody's buying each other shots and stuff. And yeah, it's really friendly. It's 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 kind of like your bar, dude. Yeah, totally, bro. I agree. My bar, yeah, my bar is a great place to come drink when you're in Fukuoka. It's not in, it's not in Tokyo. We got to make that that abundantly clear. And Johnny, I was going to ask hmm. you a while back before you went on your 10 minute rant what are you drinking yep. bro what are you drinking man oh i'm drinking gin and water and i think i've already drank half of it <laughs> <laughs> i got a highball over here man cheers again ah cheers bro cheers bro good to see you man and cheers to our faders you know what coming on uh got faded japan is like hanging out with two friends who would probably be hanging out anyways even if we didn't have a show because we just enjoy talking to each other and talking about what's mm -hmm. happening on the music scene and what's happening in general in life in addition to um, Creep Fest, man, or what else did you have going on this week? Work. <laughs> recovery. Work and recovery. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, preparing for the new tax number that everybody's being issued. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Working. Working. <laughs> Keeping my head above water, just like the rest of us, you know? Uh, yeah. Nothing special. I mean, Creepfest was so big, dude. I mean, I, anything after Creepfest or before Creepfest is just nothing in comparison. Absolutely. How long did it take to set that up? Um, I don't know. Uh, Scott set it up. So basically, I just worked the door. Like he needed somebody he could trust who could take care of all the money and stuff. So that I'm the guy. I'm trustworthy. It's my my biggest fault. <laughs> right on, right on, right I'm on. trustworthy. I don't know. I could work at your bar. <laughs> Fantastic idea. Fantastic idea. You gotta move down here first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Speaking of man, I mean, every time I go online and stuff, I see a lot of cool things happening at your bar, dude. So what's been going on over there? It seems like there's a lot of parties and barbecues and stuff. Yeah, just had a big old barbecue uh, last weekend. And then uh, cool. just recently, last uh, Saturday, we had um, we had a, um, an African band play. So you you play a lot of underground music. Like, a, you know, you said like you play hardcore, you play grunge, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of the you had a bunch of good grunge oh, bands yeah. at like at Creep Fest and stuff. But uh, yep. 
I just try to like let everybody who wants to play who's professional. I'm not letting people who are like just learning how to play guitar come up and play in my place. But like anybody who has a band who wants to come play can can just sign up for a time. And uh, I don't charge them anything and they can use my space. And as long as they, they bring friends and uh, they, they understand that, you know, there's a one drink minimum. So they can come here and perform. So we had an African band. Have you ever listened Wait, to African from music? Africa? Yeah, from Africa, from Ghana. Wow, cool, yeah. man. Very cool, very cool. They brought like African drums, and uh, one guy had a uh, one lady had a guitar. This three people band, and they had like they, they had different instruments. Like they had this one, it looked like a gourd covered in seashells, and when you shake it, it makes like a kind of like a percussive sound, like a like it sounds like a like a like a like a maraca on steroids. Like you a jamba or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, know what it's yeah. called. I'm not I'm not proficient in that kind of musical instrument, so I don't know what it's called. They had another machine, uh, uh well, it was basically a a wooden thing. And if you turn it over, it sounds like it's raining, like water falling, like you know, water's falling down, mm -hmm. like sounds like rain. And they were playing that, like turning it over and turning it over because they were singing a song about like rain in Africa and stuff. And uh yeah, what a great song. And then the guy is really talented, the singer, and then he would mix some Japanese lyrics in with his song. And like, uh, you know, it, it was it was really a good African yet international event, I think, and had a lot of people wow. show up. And uh, yeah, it was great. Great time. Great time. Wow, very cool. How did you find this band? Did they find you or were you ever are you advertising somewhere or did they find you through the show? Just like I do everything in my life, Johnny, I have a lot of friends and I try to use my contacts and my network to find bands. So if, if I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, I'm looking for a band. And this guy tells me, hey, I know a guy. I know a guy who's in a band. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. give me his contact. and I'm going to contact him and see if he'll come out for a meeting. And then I try to set it up that way. Yeah. So connections. A, connection. I try to make connections and I try to I try to make sure everyone's treated fairly. You know, I give the I give mm -hmm. the people who uh, who bring who bring people. I give the people who bring people, I give them a cut. And then, you know, the people who don't bring people, I still give them like a couple free drinks. And, uh, you know, I try to make sure everybody's happy because the, the idea of owning a bar is, is to facilitate a good, facilitate a good time, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's totally what we're into. Cool. Very cool. Well, I mean, good time with good food and good drinks. Come on. What else <laughs> you got that for, right? solid. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, man, I still got to try your pickle pizza. Oh, it's going to be good. You love it. You'll love it. I'll totally love it. I am absolutely, man. Fucking, I love pickles. I love pickles. It's hard to find good pickles in Tokyo. You got to go to Caldi. Yeah, that's where we, we go. We go to Caldi or we go to like a, a place that's very similar to Caldi, which uh, if you don't know what Caldi mm -hmm. is, folks, that's like an international market around us. And then like, yeah, uh, good. yeah we pick up some uh, really, really good pickles, man, for that pizza. And that pizza is amazing, bro. Everyone Ooh. loves it. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. One of these days, I'm going to get down to Fukuoka. One of these days. Episode 800. 800? Yeah, it's coming up, man. It's coming up fast, dude. And uh, yeah, Baders, uh, be prepared. We might have maybe two episodes a week coming up a little bit. So uh, yeah, fasten your seatbelts and uh, prepare your livers for that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of livers, um, yeah, I think I got to uh, pickle mine a little bit. Uh, I need a drink. So should we take a break and then come back with the news? Yeah, let's do that, man. All right, sweet. Baders, we'll catch you in the flip side. Peace. Peace. Yo, faders, the holiday season is slowly creeping up and there's only one way to stay ahead of present panic. And that's by shopping for the holidays early. This year, don't stress about finding something cool for your friends, family, and or significant other. Get something special and unique by commissioning an original popsicle painting from yours truly. Or by purchasing a masterpiece from the Spill Dinks website. Yo, that's right. Look down in Got Faded Japan's episode notes and click on the Spilt Inks website link and take a look around and find something exciting. So this year, forget about the holiday rush, forget about stress, and forget about stressing on getting a cool present for that special person. This year, take care of yourself. And you can only take care of yourself by getting an original piece of artwork that's going to last you and or that significant other, friend, family, boss, neighbor, enemy, whatever, it's going to last them a lifetime. All right, Saito-san, cut off the Christmas music. It's not even December yet.
Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yapuin. Come get your party on, Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit in Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit in Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. station. Are you in Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fade on, you gotta get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. In a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fit on in style. Proper. In Tokyo and craving soul food? Got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back, faders. Oh, I hope your drinks are about as strong as ours. Oh, yeah. Look mm. at the color on this thing, man. Woo! Nice, nice, nice. I'm drinking out of my Beavis and Butthead cup. Art imitates life. <laughs> You and me, Beavis oh, and Butthead. Are. Yeah. All right. No comment. Let's move forward. Okay, <laughs> man. So uh, what do you got on the play? What's going on in the agenda other than the news? What's happening? Okay. Yeah. Before we hop into the news, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, I originally heard about this podcast on the uh, Jim Harold sh- uh, campfire. Remember Jim Harold? We had oh. him on our show. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I, I, I listen to his podcast every week when it comes out. That and the paranormal podcast. Absolutely great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, so good. He's like one of the, the, the OGs of podcasting, man. He's been doing right. it since 2005. It's, it's amazing. Beginning. Yeah, since the beginning. Guy's great. So on his podcast, he had some guests, and there's two ladies, and I can't remember their names off the top of my head. I just started listening to them, and they're fantastic as well. But their podcast is called This Is Why We Drink. And it's basically two two ladies, just like you know, just like you and I. They're on a, they're on a call. They're or they're talking to each other, mm-hmm. and they and they tell the reasons why they drink. And then they either go into like crime stories or paranormal stories or <clears throat> or something weird that happened to them. You know, it's pretty interesting to listen to. I, I listen to their podcast every week too, and uh, it's it's really good, and I highly recommend it. Johnny, go ahead. Awesome. So wait, so they, they talk about why they drink for that week. They're like, oh, yes, I'm drinking this week because like my neighbor stole my newspaper or exactly. something or 
Yeah. Or, uh, I got a drink today because, you know, my boss made me work like five hours of overtime and I missed my last train. I had to get it to, uh, an Uber home or something, something like that. Is that, that what they do every week or something? Or it's is exactly like- what they do every week. And it, that makes it really fun because every week it's, it changes. So you got to tune in and figure out why they're drinking this week. Right. It could be something That's like you cool. said, yeah. it could have been, they almost drowned in the lake last weekend at, at their, when they were all swimming and they're trying to hold up beers. It's, it's fun stuff, man. And then they, they have oh, some cool. cool yeah. They have some cool stories and uh, it's definitely worth your time. Definitely worth checking out. Now <clears throat> this week they brought up a story about a crime in Japan and I know. Yeah. 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 Believe it or not, there are crimes here in Japan. I wanted to talk no! about it because <laughs> I, for one, I lived here when that crime was happening and I was, I was in Rapungi and hanging out in Rapungi and, and uh, kind of running in the same circles as, as the people that were in this story. So Whoa. when did you come to Japan, Johnny? <clears throat> uh first time 1998 then every year after that except for 2001 but then i moved here in 2002 okay so a couple of years before you moved here 2000 uh there, oh. there was a there was a young british woman who worked for british airways as a as a air waitress or hostess or what do you call those things stewardess she was a stewardess on um, yeah. Jimmy, 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 if we're going to move forward with the story, I got to correct you. They they like to be called cabin attendants, okay? Cabin thank attendants. You. Thank you, sir. Man. Dude, thank you, time. sir. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I mean, I don't, dude, I'm going to have a drink on that. This is why I drink. <laughs> this is why I drink, too. So, um, yeah, so she was a really young girl, I think 21. And she was enjoying life and decided she wanted to travel. So she became a cabin attendant. And uh, yeah, so she uh, did that for a while. And then she got tired of that and she wanted to make some fast money and she wanted to live in Japan. So she decided to come here and live with her buddy and become a hostess. And I'm just I'm just going off this off memory. Right. I read the book about this. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a. There's a special about this on on Netflix right now, and you can watch it. It's called "Missing uh, the Lucy Blackman uh, Story" or the Lucy Blackman Case. Oh, if you have Netflix, no. yeah. So she came to Japan, and she was working at a at a bar, uh, and uh, this bar it was located in Rapungi, and it was called Casanova. And oh. it, yeah, if you live if you lived in Japan in 2000, you remember a place called Seven Heaven or at that time it was called one eye jacks which is mm-hmm. now which was then seventh heaven and anyways it's a uh a place where ladies are allowed to take off the top of their their dresses if they're so inclined and you can tip them yeah so across the across the hall from that was casanova it was a hostess club and if you don't know what a hostess is a hostess is a little bit different than the lady who seats you at chili's in Japan, it's a little bit different, right? It's not how many people in your party. Yeah, it's uh, more like they sit down next to you, they light your cigarettes for you, uh, they pour your they pour your liquor, and their job is to make you keep drinking and uh, continuously buying more and more expensive stuff. Do you want a bottle of champagne instead of getting uh, instead of getting Jim Beam? Would you like Johnny Walker? Would you like to go twelve year old Scotch? You know. And they get little, they can, they can earn some, they can earn some money. They build you up, build you up and they can earn some money. Like sometimes they might earn $50 a night. Sometimes if they're really good, they can earn a thousand dollars in a night. And Hmm. I want to point out, it's not necessarily a sexual thing. It's more of a, it's more of like a, a kind of like a sales job almost. Right. Yeah, kind of, but they give, they go on dates sometimes and uh, they become friends and, you know, so. Sometimes things go to different levels or whatever. Depends on the person. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Depends on the person. So the the date you mentioned, uh, before the girls go to the club, they, they are encouraged to meet their their high rollers, their whales, you know, uh, and meet them for dinner. And eventually the idea is to have dinner with the person, get the person interested, the old man, the, the old business guy that financed bro, and bring him to the club to spend more money after the date or after the dinner right so they go to they go to the club or they go to dinner with the guy before the before the club and then after dinner she's got she's got to go to work he's just going to follow her and then he's going to go in there and then the, the cycle starts all over again that's how they make their money and uh yeah the better they are at their job the more they the more they make in commissions and and the, the more happier the managers of the club and everyone's happy right 
Everybody's happy. Everyone's happy. Anywho, she was doing this and she, apparently she was killing it. So like she was doing a really good job and was getting, you know, regular customers and stuff like that until one day, um, you know, she goes, Oh, what do you have a question? Yeah. Isn't it kind of like being a flight attendant, but glorified and you make more money? Because if you're a cap, like they say flight attendant. Oh, bad Johnny, bad Johnny. I mean, well, you cabin- know, Johnny, they like to be called cabin assistants. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm 23rd, sorry. Are you fighting? I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Is that racist? Oh, God. I'm terrible. But um, no, no, no. That, that was bad. But um, anyway, it, it's, I mean, she she's had a lot of training as a cabin attendant, right? Like, I mean, that's basically what they do. They're nice to everybody. They pour their drinks, you know. Back in the day, they used to light cigarettes. Uh, sometimes they talk to some of the people that are nervous or whatever. So she pretty much had this down before she came to Japan and started working like in a kind of upscale kind of form of being a cabin attendant. A cabin attendant on ground, if you will. So, you know, you're right. You're right. So it's basically cabin attendant, like a service, a service industry job, waitress, mm-hmm. uh, cabin attendant, you know, plus sales. Cause the idea is for them to make the guy spend more money, buy champagne, buy, buy Johnny Walker, you know, get a bottle of scotch, Chivas Regal, you know, spin, 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 spin. It's, it's, it's cabin attendant service job plus sales. So yep. anyhow, she was getting good. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Let's continue. All right. So she was getting good at this and uh, she's starting to build a little bit of a repertoire, you know, a little bit of rapport with the people and people were coming in to see her specifically. One day uh, she says she's uh, she tells her roommate, I'm going to go out and, you know, do the Dohan, which is the date before dinner. It's called a Dohan. I'm going to do the Dohan with this new guy. So she goes out and she does the Dohan with this guy and uh, she doesn't come back. She also doesn't show up to work that day and she doesn't show up to work the next day. She doesn't show up to her house the next day. After like That's two, not, or, yeah, it's not good. After like two or three days, her, her, um, her roommate's like, red. yeah, her roommate's pay- starting to get a little bit worried, right? They're worried about her friend. Yeah. Like, this is unusual. You know, she, she's, she's, uh, new in Japan. She's only been here for a little while. She speaks a little bit of Japanese, but, you know, she's not perfectly fluent, you know, and then suddenly she just doesn't come home and doesn't go to work and doesn't call. And, uh, then the next, the next thing happened was a really, really, really weird. The roommate gets a call to her mobile phone from an, a strange guy who just says, oh, uh, yeah, your your buddy Lucy, uh, she uh, went crazy and joined a cult and you're never going to see her again. Bye. And just hangs up. Hold. So, what was yeah. the- Go ahead. What, what was the year? 2020? No, it was 2000. He said then 2000. So, yeah, tw- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was 2000. Okay. So it was like way, way, way after Shinriko. Okay. All right. Yeah. Shinriko was in um, 1995, like when I came to Japan, like a year after I came to Japan. So, okay. So it's not that cold. Yeah. It's not that cold. Yeah. It's a different she, The guy out of the blue, some stranger just calls up a roommate and says, uh, Your roommate's no longer coming back ever. And she joined a cult and ran away. Bye. And just hangs up. So, in the room. Like, little flags little red flags are starting to pop up in in roommate's head right she's like she's like this is weird this is really fucking weird i gotta i'm gonna call lucy's family back in in the states and then i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a missing persons report so she makes a missing persons report at the japanese police and um then she calls on she she calls lucy's family back in the uk not in the states sorry and uh, tells them here's a situation. And then like the dad answers the phone. He's like, what? My daughter joined a cult. She's never coming back. He's like, that totally doesn't sound like my kid. That's like not, not in the framework of how my kid's brain works. Right. So he's Mm -hmm. all freaked out, of course. So he, he ends up coming over to Japan to try to help like facilitate looking for his daughter. Right. So he, he ends up landing in Japan and it becomes a kind of a media frenzy. Because first what happens is he he goes to the police station and there's like, yeah, we'll let you know when we got some information. Uh, why don't you just uh, go back to your hotel or go back to England and we'll, we'll let you know when we know something. So from his point of view, they're not moving at all. They're just fucking around. Right. They're they don't give a shit. This is a foreigner. 
maybe maybe she doesn't have a working visa you know they don't who knows what they're thinking right but he gets the feeling that the police aren't really trying that hard so he's doing all he can to keep his daughter's like face on the news and in people's minds so he starts having press conferences and stuff and starts making like offerings to pay like 10 uh what was it ten thousand dollars or like a million yen to like anyone who comes up with information and uh so what happens is like uh somebody from australia i think an australian chick hears about this reward and hears about lucy's case and uh she had a similar issue like a like some crazy guy like had tried to like kidnap her or something like in the past and she was really pissed about it and then apparently he had he had drugged her and like raped her or something like that and uh, yeah yeah and and she was really pissed about it however <clears throat> she had written down in her diary the guy's name and his phone number and she'd written down like something something honda his last name was honda like the car honda h-o-n-d-a and uh, mm-hmm. she wrote down his phone number and then like she told that to to Lucy Blackman's dad. I got this guy's number. So she gives the information to Lucy Blackman's dad and he turns it over to the police. So the police are in are in there investigating this and they're checking it out. And then what they realize is that um, they they got um, the phone number. They check it and it's registered to a different person. Oh, so then, so the name that he must have given to the girl that that he raped or he assaulted was a fake name. And he did that on purpose. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So they started checking the, checking the phone number and and everyone's phone number has a list. And then guess whose number they found on, on, uh, on, on that list. They found Lucy's phone number on that list. Oh, Lucy. (laughs) They found her phone number, bro. So mm-hmm. he had been he had been in contact with her at some point, right? Uh oh, yeah, that's not good. So Thick. the plot thickens, and then after that, another girl came forward and said, like, this same dude had come to my nightclub and had done a similar thing to me, where he'd like drugged me or whatever and made me go to sleep, and then you know did something horrible to me. Oh so, no. So- the police were like checking out, like, like they're like getting like uh, information from those two girls and saying like, what did this guy drive? And then like one girl's like, he drove a Lamborghini. The other girl's like, no, 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 it wasn't a Lamborghini. It was a Ferrari. And then it's, and then like, and then oh like, listening to all this, all, yeah. Listening to all this news and stuff like that. So they, they finally figured out the guy's address from his phone number. So they go to mm-hmm. the, go to that apartment hotel. And now it's called the Akasaka tower in Akasaka. Akasaka Tower. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was living there. And that's a that's oh, an expensive, like a rich people, only rich people can live there. So they're going yeah, through the a- Yeah, there's a big gate. And so they're they're going through the parking lot, the underground parking or whatever. There's a Ferrari, there's a Lamborghini, there's a Porsche, there's a BMW. And it turns out Wait, this together, they're like, wow, there's a lot of great cars here. <laughs> yeah. So they run the plates. They run the plates on all these cars. And all these cars are are registered to one company. So they look up the owner of the company. And the company's name is a person's name. It's another fake name. But they figure out the person who registered the company is this guy named uh, Ohara, Joji Ohara. So basically, I don't have to watch Netflix now. So that's it. All right. Yeah, that was a great show. Thanks, man. So... (laughs) What happens after gets, that? It's it better, like, right? Yeah, it, it gets better. So now they've they've got some probable cause to uh, mm-hmm. to to uh, talk to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So well, they, yeah, they, yeah. And then before they talk to him, like you know, and I know, Japanese police don't do shit. They don't arrest people, and they don't do shit until they know a hundred percent that they're going to get a hundred percent conviction on you. That's right. Right. So what they do is they they call they, they they start looking up this Ohara guy, looking up his information, and they find out he's got he's got another record from his past where he had been setting up cameras in in girls' bathrooms. He's one of those guys. Uh, was he on the show? He might have been on Got Fit of Japan. Probably <laughs> not probably. At the news. <laughs> I don't think he would, I don't think he would have been, but there are people who definitely did that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. 
this is a longer story. I don't think we have time for all of it tonight, but definitely you want to check out this story. Check out this is why we drink podcasts. Check out the campfire by Jim Harold, and uh, definitely want to if you get a chance check out the uh, Lucy Blackman story. It's a fantastic, fascinating story, and uh, it really happened. And I was in I was in Rapungi during that time, and I was running around in the same circles as all these other foreigners, and uh, probably had mutual friends. You know, I'm just gonna ask that. Like, did you know? Because I mean, since you're in Rapungi, like I never hung out in Rapungi. Like, never, I told Rapungi is never. I mean, now I go there for restaurants and stuff, but yeah, I mean, but back in the day, I was all about like Shibuya. Shibuya was like my place because I was a DJ. But um, yeah, so back then when you're rolling around in Rapongi, the, the, the whole international scene was way, 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 way smaller than it is yeah. now. Well, I'm sure you must have like known like mutual friends or something like that. Like, I mean, back then, I mean. Back then, like back in like 2000, like if you're a foreigner in Japan, you kind of spider web news everybody, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know this guy, I know this guy. Yeah, he's a friend of that guy that does this thing. Oh, the actor guy that's on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's friends with this guy. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's how it was. Now, right. you know, it's impossible. There's like a billion foreigners here. Yeah. So back in those days, there was like people like like Lucy. I didn't know her directly, but I'm sure, like you said, we had mutual friends. We were probably yeah. hanging out in the same nightclubs. And uh, back in those days, you know, people um, helped each other out finding jobs or if you needed like insurance or something like that, you talk to this guy, you talk to this guy, this guy's a hookup, this guy's a hookup. It was use your Gaijin network. Uh, there was basically two kinds of Japan. There was the Japanese Japan, the Gaijin Japan. And uh, you just kind of did your underground thing and just kind of worked in your network. Yeah. So definitely there would have been, there would have been some kind of uh, crossover there at some point. I just, I just don't know with who to be specific. Right. Wow, dude. Wow. You just took us on an epic roller coaster adventure. <laughs> yeah, but there's more to it. And I definitely check, want you guys to check it out. But that being said, let's hop into the recent news and see oh, well. what kind of deviant shit's happening in Tokyo though these days. Okay. All right. So uh, the news is a little weak this week. Uh, so um, anyway, bear with us. Uh, you read the news first last week, so I'll start off. I'll I'll kick this news off today. So yeah. <clears throat> without further ado, man robs Tokyo convenience store at knife point. Now this is kind of a trend here in Tokyo recently, unfortunately, but um, hopefully this is the last story. A <clears throat> man robbed a convenience store at knife point in Tokyo on Friday morning, according to police. The incident occurred at a family march store at around 3 a.m. in Adachi Ward, Kyoto News reported. Police said the man entered the store, picked up a shopping basket, and proceeded to put items in it as if he were shopping. Uh, when he reached the counter, the man pulled on a knife and threatened the cashier. He told him not to make a noise or he will kill him. Uh, he then demanded money from the cash register. The cashier handed over 30,000 yen. So basically, this guy ended his life for, uh, I guess, with the uh, exchange rate right now, 50 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe 150. It's basically half, right? It's about half right now. Yeah. And uh, the man left the store. There were no other customers at the store at the time, and the employee was not injured. Thank goodness. Yeah, the man yeah. is just to be in his late 50s or early 60s. Oh my gosh. The guy, that that's pretty old. I, he probably couldn't even run. He's like wobbling. Ugh, ugh, my, knees, ugh. my knees hurt. <laughs> I gotta take a break. My back. Oh, geez. Uh, I used to be, I used to play a lot of rugby. Um, around 170 centimeters tall, a medium built, and was wearing a white, white, a white raincoat over a black shirt. And he also wore a face mask. Yeah, we can get this guy. We, we, we can find this guy. Just look out the window. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone. Good luck. So basically, it's everyone. Yeah. He also spoke with a weird accent and was kind of short. <laughs> black hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, bro. That's not a good description. There needs to be something. You know what? I don't think I don't think I could be robbed at a convenience. If I was working at a convenience store, you couldn't rob me with a knife because all you do is take two steps back and they can't do anything to you unless he's proficient at like throwing fucking knives. Right. Yeah. About oh, I mean, oh, please. I was going to say, but if you're like a guy from Big Trouble in Little China, you just grab it and whip it back at him. <laughs> yeah, it's in the reflexes. It's in but, the reflexes. Um, yeah. I don't know. If I worked at a convenience store and it's like three o'clock in the morning and somebody showed up with a knife, I'm like, 
just push the red button and um, I'll give you three seconds before I call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Starting now. It, right? One, two, wait for it. Three, zero, one, one. Hey, cops. Uh, yeah, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next story. All right. Here's this story is actually kind of good. Kind of a happy story for us for once. Uh, a controversial U.S. live streamer Johnny Somali is arrested in Osaka. First off, I have issues with this. That fucker is not U.S. He's not from the U.S. He might have immigrated to the U.S., but he's definitely not from the U.S. He didn't grow up there. His name is Johnny Somali, and he's the guy who's been running around uh, going, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, we're going to do it again. Yeah, and yeah. causing trouble and trying to insult uh, and saying racist shit to Japanese people, which is completely uncalled for. Yeah, boo. This boo, guy fuck you, dude. Yeah. All right. So it says here uh, they keep referring to him as an American. I don't understand why they do that. Probably because the people mm-hmm. at JT don't really vet their stories. Okay. An American man known for streaming provocative videos has been arrested on suspicion of breaking into a construction site in Osaka. Johnny, Osaka. Osaka. I used to do. We all do. We all do. The police said on Friday, Ramsey Khalid Ishmael, 23, also known as Johnny Somali, on YouTube, oh. was arrested by uh, with another American, Jeremiah Dwayne Branch. Bro, I'm just going to reach out to Jeremiah, another, uh, Jeremiah Dwayne Branch. You're 24, bro. Don't hang out with assholes who are going to get you in trouble. All right. Uh he says he's a university student, uh, according to police. So, bro, you're in university. Stay in university. Don't hang out with this dickhead. Ishmael's videos include those which make which he makes light of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and makes racist comments about Japanese people. The two mm-hmm. men allegedly made an unauthorized entry into a hotel construction site in Osaka's Chuo Ward on August 30th with the uh, branch filming uh, a masked Ishmael at the scene. The police said uh, the police have told uh, they have told the police that they were not going to speak until they've spoken to a lawyer. Uh, you ain't in Kansas no more, bitch. Uh, that ain't how shit works in Japan. You're going to have people beating the snot out of you, screaming in your face for 24 hours a day until you admit what you fucking did. They're going to they're going to mentally torture you. They're going to keep you in jail for 24 days, and then. They have to let you go after 20, 24 days or something like that. And then once they let you go, there's police just waiting outside to put your ass right back in, in jail for another 24 days on a different warrant. Johnny, what you got, man? Uh, yeah, I did a little research on this. I, I didn't even have to do research. I just okay. turned on YouTube. It's all over the place. It's yeah. all over the place. Actually, this is kind of old news at this point. But um, yeah, basically, this guy, he he was in Japan. He did that whole horrible shit that he did on the train. And then he left Japan. And then and then he was talking shit about Japan in in wherever he was somewhere. Was it America? Who knows? And then he came back to Japan. And then he did the whole thing again, where he's like running around Osaka, causing tons of trouble, getting his ass beaten on the street because people, yeah, they, everybody knows who he is and stuff. And and rightly so, rightly so, you know, and um, basically it came to the point where like, I guess he, him and this other accomplice, they, they did break into, they, they just, well, they broke into a construction site and uh, yeah, they, they filmed it. They're live streaming the whole thing and causing trouble in the construction site. And so the cops, like, uh, obviously the cops and like probably the cops, the government, the whole world was watching it, just waiting for a second to be like, ah, you broke the rules, motherfucker, you're going down. And uh, yeah, they took advantage of that opportunity and uh, they staked on the, the first guy, Johnny. And uh, and he live streamed his whole arrest is being is, is live streamed. You can check it out on YouTube. It's crazy. You know, it's not crazy. It's actually kind of boring. He's like screaming and crying like a little bitch <laughs> because he is a little bitch. And then his accomplice later, there's like another YouTube uh, video of his accomplice being like, oh, hey, guys, the, the police called me and they're on their way. Um, Somebody call a lawyer or something. No, he didn't say a lawyer. Somebody called the embassy, you know, and all this other bullshit. Ooh. And uh, dude. Dude, Johnny, that, that guy fucking uh, Johnny Somali ratted on him. Oh, did, of course he did. He turned, he <laughs> fucking ratted on him, dude. Of course he did. You think oh. Johnny Somali, that guy's going to be like cool to his friends and not rat him on? No, it's going to be the first thing he does. He's like, it wasn't me. It was, was it Camul or whatever? Yeah, dude. 
Yeah. No, it was uh, his name was Jeremiah something or other. Jeremiah Branch, Dwayne Branch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that guy was fucking. Why would you befriend the guy that said that shit on the train? That guy. Who's dumber? The dumb or the dumb that follows the dumb? Yeah. Good (laughs) point, man. Good point. Holy smoke. Hmm. You're just going to get, you're going to be guilty by association. If people see that guy acting like a racist asshole and you're hanging out with them and laughing, you're a racist asshole too, then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's not yep. fun, dude. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah. So yeah, these guys are both. Uh, yeah. And I, I looked up the penalty and uh, maximum penalty, which they're probably going to get, is going to be three years in prison and a hundred yen fine, which is only like a thousand. No, it's like five, six, five hundred dollars so it's five hundred dollars and three years in prison (laughs) but bro three years in a japanese prison uh you get shitty food you can't speak english you can't sit down all day until nighttime you have to stand up and also you know what they they might just uh take turns beating your ass because you're going to be uh one, one of a very few foreigners in there well, there's foreigner prisons now, I guess, or like, well, anyway, but yeah, it, no matter what, dude, prison anywhere sucks, dude. You go to prison yeah. in any country, except for Norway. Actually, Norway's kind of nice, apparently. I heard that. Norway, then yeah. I hear it's pretty nice up there. If you're going to commit a crime, <laughs> those are the countries where you want to do it. You don't want to do it anywhere else. You don't want to go to prison in America or in Mexico or, mm-hmm. or, or the Philippines or any country, man. So I'm just saying, you know, Follow the rules. Be nice to people. Be respectful. You know, smile. You know, be be a good citizen. Pay your taxes. Say hello to Stop your neighbor. The law. Up garbage. Don't say bad shit. You know, be a good person. And uh, if you're friends with a piece of shit like this, don't be friends with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding, man. Choose your friends, yeah. man. Choose your friends. Much better than that guy. Oh my goodness, gosh. Well, anyway, these guys. Uh, well. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Okay, I'm going to go to this story. Okay, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Okay. Okay, I wasn't able to edit these stories down, so this one's probably a little long. Okay, moving to Japan to work as a taxi, bus, or truck driver may be getting easier soon. Well, if that's what you want to do, cool. A few years ago, the Japanese government created a new residency category for foreign workers in Japan called the Specific Skilled Worker Program. The initiative office relaxed immigration hurdles for individuals coming to Japan to work in key industries that are expected to experience labor shortages in as Japan's population declines, such as nursing, agriculture, construction, and factory work. Now the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, Transportation, and Tourism is considering adding new categories to the list of specific skilled working worker jobs, which would allow foreigners to enter Japan to work as taxi, bus, or truck drivers. Now, I think this is absolutely awesome because I think if you're going to be a taxi driver, Japan's got to be the best place. Because the thing is, you know, I mean, everybody drives. Well, I, I don't know about Fukuoka, but in Tokyo, people drive pretty respectful. There's very little road rage compared to other countries. People don't you know, get out of their cars or fight you or anything like that, you know. And taxis, there's taxis everywhere. There's, there's Ubers here, but not that many. I mean, I are there Ubers in Fukuoka, Jeremy? Yes, there are. There's there's Uber taxis, actually. So basically, really? it's, a, it's a it's a regular taxi with the word Uber on it. So they're the oh, same wow. kind of they're the same kind of cars. You know, you know the car. There's a specific car they make. There's two kinds of cars they make for for taxis uh, in Japan, like the corporate taxis. Uh, there's a big one and a small one, and then there's there's a uh, also the the Kojin, which are the uh, individually owned taxis, which you have to have a, a business. Run, run a taxi business yourself but uh yeah um uber tried to come in like and do the same model that they have in the u.s yeah. where anyone can do it but mm-hmm. the the taxi kumiai uh, which is basically yakuza's shut that shit down they're like no way no way we don't want them here so they they partnered up with them oh yeah. they, they got an industry they don't want like a competing industry coming in right so yeah of course you know i mean 
Why would, would why would any industry want another like rival industry coming in out of the blue? This that's really popular overseas, you know. I mean, it's a right. threat. So yeah, I would shut it down too. But the thing is, it's just like now international people can like be taxi drivers, and I think I would be a great taxi driver. People get in the taxi. Hey, where are you from? Where are you going? How you doing? All right, all right. Oh, by the way, tip me. I would definitely take tips. <laughs> oh yeah, totally own- take tips. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is called the Johnny's American Taxi, and in America we get tips. Oh my goodness, because drunk drunk tourists, dude, they tip taxi drivers all the time, dude. I'm sure they do because sometimes a taxi driver will be like tip, and I'm like, no, you ain't getting a tip. Or if I'm drunk, I'll be like, yeah, I'll give you a tip. <laughs> dude, so, just yeah. the other day, um, I was in front of my bar, and there was a pup. There was about four ladies um standing there, and they were looking at their phones and talking in, in Chinese, and and like. They didn't know where to go. And I was like, everything all right. And they're like, oh, oh you speak English. And like, can you help us? And we tried to get back to our hotel. And they showed me the hotel. And it was only like 700 meters away, but they, they're not going to walk 700 meters. This is to be honest. So I was like, oh, sure. Let me help you get a taxi. Uh, the thing is, right now, currently, especially in Fukuoka, uh, the taxi drivers are all older people, like in their 60s or 70s. And definitely, most definitely, do not speak English. So help those ladies get a taxi and help them get back to their hotel. And uh, nice. yeah, that was a good thing for that day. Yeah. And you got a tip. No, I got no tip. I don't ask for anything. You know, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to help, man. I said, how can I help you citizen? Yeah. Oh, you're like Spider-Man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Spider helping people out. But anyway, Spider-Man I think Deadpool. Deadpool, I'd, I'd rather be small. That, well, I'd, be, I'd rather be Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, dude, I think this is kind of cool. Uh, bus driver would not want to be a bus driver. No way. Taxi driver, yeah, that'd be a fun job. Truck driver, yeah, that could be kind of cool. Some of the trucks in Japan are really cool, too. They, they got like, cool. you know, like and lights and cool speakers or whatever sometimes they got subwoofers boom 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 and you know they're listening to some really funky cool music you know so yeah i'm down with that awesome all right jeremy last story my brother all right this is a really interesting story it's about mount fuji you guys know mount fuji is that thing sticking up right out of the middle of fucking kansai not kansai kanto kanto (coughs) right in the right close to Tokyo. you can probably see it you can probably see it from where you are right johnny uh, not in my neighborhood. I see my oh, okay. neighbors built. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Saito, how you doing? Oh, Johnny, doing good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, you don't come around no more. We got the bigger Johnny, little Johnny, but not the you. Where have you been? I don't know why I became Italian. Anywho, anywho. All right, let me read this story. Fuji Yoshida. Um, on a gray, rainy Saturday, steady stream of tourists. Uh, tour bus arrive at a base station at Japan's Mount Fuji, depositing dozens of lightly dressed foreign tourists in front of a souvenir shops and restaurants. The scene evokes a theme park image, but not the veneration of most Japanese would like or expect uh, below 3,776 meter mountain worshipped as a sacred uh, worshipped as sacred in, J- in, J- in Japan. Uh, the source Oh, this is real hard to read. The source of pride for perfectly symmetrical form. Fuck you, whoever wrote this. Hey, no smoking here, a souvenir store attendant Bart, addressing a man dressed in shorts and holding a can of beer in front of the red Tory gate, symbolizing the entrance to the Shinto shrine ahead. All right, so to make a long story short, uh, there are several people who live around Mount Fuji who are complaining that too many tourists are, are starting to come back and there's trash and there's uh, people climbing the mountain and they're drinking and they're smoking and they're taking up too much spot and they're, you know, taking up too much space and they're making all this noise. However, mm-hmm. who do you think built those parking lots where the buses park? <laughs> who do you think built those souvenir shops, man? Who do you think mans those souvenir shops? It's other Japanese people. So apparently there's mm-hmm. just a, few, a small group of people who have a real problem with all the tourists that go there now. And they're trying to say that, you know, Mount Mount Fuji is going to become unattractive because people, you know, swarm to it now and they're going to destroy all the nature. And then after that, no one's going to want to climb it. But you know what? I mean, for three years we had COVID and there were no tourists. So if it returns to like it was before, before COVID, uh, yeah. then, you know, what, what's, what's the point? I mean, it's not going to get worse than what it was because you know what? 
I think at a certain point when it gets to be like wintertime, they close the mountain. You're not allowed to climb it. You can only climb it during the summer months. That's true. Well, they do have a winter thing, but it's really hard to get into. Yeah, I think I think it's probably packed. Yeah. So they're, they're, they said they're expecting about 4 million customers this summer. And they said that's a 50% jump from 2013. But you know what? That was 2013. There was a, like I said, there was a three-year recovery time where, you know, no one climbed that mountain. Well, only people who lived here climbed it. So I think, yeah. I think we need to take this story with a, with a fucking grain of salt and just say there should be local government directives on protecting the environment and not really complaining about how many people visit there because you know what? if the tourists go away so does the money and if the money goes away then the environment's going to be fucked because no one's going to be able to pay to fix it taxes yeah so taxes. i can agree with you there and you know what i mean is it possible like i mean if you go to a theme park you got to buy a ticket if you go to like certain areas like i mean if, i mean there's like so many like um attractions in japan where like if you want to go and see something like uh, for example that uh, all immersive art uh, attraction that's like booked up by 3 months or whatever you yeah. got to buy like a art ticket or whatever or 6000 yen ticket but the thing is to climb mount fuji i recommend charging right now the yen is so weak Anybody and everybody can come to Japan and pay each of my yen, each of my yen for like people from like Europe, people from like, oh, my God, the UK. Oh, gosh, the pound is so strong compared to the yen. Yeah. Wow. I, my yen, yeah, 10,000 yen is like nothing. It's like it's like lunch for them. So chart and each of my yen here is still a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So like charge each of my yen for per person to come in, maybe give like family discounts or kids get them for free or something like that or whatever. And then, you know, and then you just have somebody there. Like, you just, I mean, they got gate, there's a gate there, have the gate people like you. I mean, they can come in, they can see the, 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 the mountain, they can take photos and selfies or something like that, buy some tourist stuff if they want or whatever, some goodies and then leave. Or if they want to climb the mountain, they pay each of my yen. And then each of my yen, that money is basically used to clean up Mount Fuji and to like pay like uh park rangers to take care of salaries. Mount Fuji. Yeah, salaries. There you go. Uh, maybe helicopters or something. Like if somebody gets lost or hurt or something like that or whatever, you know? So like, I mean, and that could be a great investment. So how many people, 50 million people are going to climb up it like this summer? That's 50 million. Oh God. That's like $50 million. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. And for like the tourists, it's nothing because the yen's so weak. Yeah. And then, you know, I think one of the problems they're having is people throwing down their garbage and smoking in the wrong places and, and throwing down beer cans. Hey, man, if you're going to another country, smoke in the designated areas if you're going to use the, if you're going to do that nasty habit. And then if you're going to if you're going to drink beer, fine, I love beer, too. But throw your garbage in a trash can that's marked for that that recycling set, center. Right. Don't just throw it on the ground, man. You're, you're talking about a thousand year old Shinto shrine. And you're just going to come there and throw your stinking cigarette butt on the ground. You're going to come here and just throw your beer can on the ground. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, dude, be respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, why would you ever, ever? I mean, okay, I'm not a religious guy, not yeah. at all, but never, ever, ever do anything that's disrespectful to another religion just in case, you know, yeah. what, what if is the real religion what if that's it and if you're like if you're like the guy that puts on a cigarette butt or something like that and then you go to like the abyss for eternity do you want to do that do you want to be that guy you don't want to be that guy that's not the guy to be right so the thing is be respectful to all religions just in case yeah that's called pavlov's and wager that that's a logical fallacy however you should be respectful if you're going to another country. Hey, man, like the like the guy, Johnny uh, Somali or whatever, he fucked around Johnny and found shit. out, right? He fucked around and found out. You need to be respectful when you come here, man. Don't don't throw your cigarette butts on the ground. Don't smoke outside of the smoking areas. You know, Japan's really, really convenient for smokers. I'm not a smoker myself. I actually hate it. But they do provide you areas where you can smoke. Just stay right in those by areas. The yeah. Right by the station, you get off the, I mean, <clears throat> it's not as convenient as it used to be, but still it's pretty damn convenient compared to other countries. I mean, gosh, you go to England, you can't smoke anywhere anymore, right? Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like that. Smoke. 
I like a good cigar every so often, though. That's good. But anyway, on that note, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fade Japan. It's great to fade with you. And if you are watching this or if you're listening to this or if you're uh, attending Got Fade Japan for the first time, definitely definitely support the show if you can which you can do if you got a smartphone and everybody has a smartphone so uh we have uh let's see i'll do two and then you can do two okay so let's do this so first off uh we've got 5.99 bring us up to 600 on youtube subscribe like and write some stuff and like the comments it helps us out second we've got uh let's go with x the one that i messed up last week x (laughs) what else we got tiktok if you want to see short versions of the show or just the highlights of the show, hop on to TikTok. If you like that app, if you like that clip, share it with your friends. Share it to people you love. Share it to people you hate. It doesn't matter. Just share it. Second thing we have is we have YouTube and we have also got Facebook. Facebook, man. Yeah. So go on our Facebook page. We have discussions there. You know, a lot of the a lot of the topics that we talk about come from comments that people leave on Facebook because we read all that shit. Johnny, what else do we have? We've got Instagram and we've got Patreon. Right on. Boom. And uh, also a little bonus. I mean, those are the main ones, but also a bonus. I mean, you're probably listening to us on uh, on iTunes. And a really cool thing that you can do on iTunes is give us some loving. Give us some loving. We love you right now. I mean, I'm kind of faded, so I love everybody. But the thing is, though, you can give us a five-star review and write something groovy, and that really helps out the show. I mean, you know, there's so many podcasts these days. I mean, we've been around since 2009, which is cool, but it's just like, I mean, the competition is just ridiculous. I mean, everybody's got a podcast. Guess, and they should they should you know but the thing is you just like to get us a little bit up the notches you know write something nice and a five-star review and if you don't want to write something nice just write gibberish spell that yeah 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 something like that whatever Anyway, uh, yeah, faders, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Next time. God, yeah, yeah, yep. The, the gin is catching up. Whoa. Point. Uh, catch us next time, faders, please. Peace. Go fuck yourselves. And that was an amazing show of Godfrey to Japan. Oh, man, great stuff, man. Holy smokes. I'm glad that you got that story in there about uh, the, the girl that got um, uh, killed. Hopefully. Oh, she did get killed. Oh, oh bro. Oh, that story, dude. I didn't, I left out a bunch of stuff. There's, it goes, oh, it was, goes, it goes balls deep, man. You need to read that because that guy was a sick fucker. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to lose my lunch. But uh, yeah, I was hoping that was the twist at the end. You know, like maybe, maybe she was like, uh, she escaped and she's hiding like the walls. Like, I don't know. Bro, like, I don't want to bad for you, uh, bro. It's not a movie I should watch or not a show I should watch hungover, right? When you're all like fragile. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, uh, but man, like that shit happened to somebody who, who could have been, who could have been your next door neighbor. No, my neighbor's pretty cool. He's a good guy. He's kind of quiet. Keeps to himself. Worst Just hostess like ever. <laughs> He's got a oh, penis. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, dude. Well, all right. I need to uh, get some dinner and catch up on some work. Oh, by the way. Hey, are you? Are you interested in geishas or anything like that? Not at all. Not at all? Okay. I'm doing an art collection with uh, geishas. I've painted. I saw your paintings. Those are gorgeous, though, man. You know what you should oh. You know, you just as an idea. Huh? I like I like Blade Runner stuff. So if you could make one of those geishas, like Ghost in the Shell geisha, like the robot geisha from Ghost in the Shell. Find a second. If you got robots, I like robots, dude. Fucking robots with dick. I might try to fuck a robot. I don't know. (laughs) Hold that robot down for me. I might fuck it. Okay. Sexy robot. Punk rock than anything, but here's one of them. Uh, my wife is helping me out with the makeup because I'm, dude, when I do makeup on these girls, it's just unridiculous. Oh, what? It's unbelievably ridiculous. Oh, that shit. Unshingerable. Oh, I guess Scott. Hey, what's up, Scott? I guess Scott's watching. Okay, yo, check this out. It's pretty wicked. I like the, t- I like the piercings and the tattoos. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like fifty percent done. My wife's gonna like touch up her makeup and stuff and make it look really cool. So the hair's yeah, dude, awesome. The hair's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Shiny. Really cool. It's gonna look really great when it's uh, finished. But um, yeah, dude. Oh, I can't do makeup at all. I found my my weakness. Wow, mm. I was painting makeup and like on these girls, and the thing is, just like all the makeup looks like cheap hookers makeup from the 1980s maybe or late 1970s you know it's just like blue right here red right there it's just like i can't do makeup man makeup is just tough embrace that embrace that your makeup is going to be from the 70s no i think you should you should do a a painting of pris from blade runner bro i could do that i could do that her makeup is just white with black around her eye a band of black around her eyes that would that'd be cool you were like sunglasses. <laughs> uh, no, she spray painted her. She spray painted her face right here. And it's just, black Oh and yeah. Skin was all white. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah but doing something like that, but it'd be getting the symmetrical kind of like angles right there. It'd be no, kind no, of no, tough. no. Get, get the little, get to the details, get the little drops. Like, like she put spray paint on her face and you get the, um, you see I, the little, the little drops and shit. Now that's, that draws you in, man. Yeah. I got that right here. Fucking cool. That's your style. That's that is my style. Maybe I'll do it with one. I've got so many. All right. Anyway, dinner time, man. Time to cook. I'd love to see a Johnny Blade Runner. I'd love to see a Johnny Blade Runner poster, man. Make recreate the Blade Runner poster in Johnny fucking style. style. All right, I'll work on it. All right, faders, everybody that's uh, watching us on YouTube, thank you very much for uh, fading with us. Hopefully that. Uh, hopefully you're not driving. You're on roller skates. You're not doing anything dangerous. You're not operating heavy machinery or anything like that. Hopefully you're just home in the man cave, chilling and having a couple of brewskis with your boys. All right. See you later, faders. Peace. Peace. Go fuck yourselves. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.